Welcome to Awakened Path Radio, helping to spread love and light for the highest and greatest good. I'm your host, Reverend Dr. Candace Nadine Green, spiritualist minister and healing minister. For more information, including show updates, courses, workshops, events, resources, and more, visit my website at www.awakenedpathonline.com. Again, that's www.awakenedpathonline.com. Now, on to today's show. Hello and Happy New Year, everyone. Happy 2019. And do I have some great news for you. Starting this month, Awakened Path Radio will be airing three times a week. That's right, three times a week. We will be on Sundays, Mondays, and Thursdays. On Sundays, we'll have Sunday talks, which will be inspirational talks and uh, things to guide you through the week. On Mondays, it's Inspirational Mondays, again, which is something uplifting that we'll hear from a guest who will be on our show, and then there'll be Thought Thursdays, which will interview people who will give you something to think about, to ponder for the remaining of the week. So for our new series, Thought Thursdays, today we have a guest, Karen Alyssa. She is known to many as Jesus, but she, her, she began her relationship with Yeshua as a child, and over the years, she has honed the ability to interact and collaborate with him through both her own personal development and her work with others seeking guidance. She is a catalyst for spiritual growth and personal transformation. She has honed her abilities as a change agent in the metaphysical and energetic arts for more than 40 years, practicing as a spiritual advisor, clinical hypnotherapist, teacher, and energy practitioner. She has helped people from all walks of life to realign to their highest truth so they are better able to pursue their dreams and their ambitions. Thank you for coming on our show for Thought Thursdays, Karen. Oh, thank you so much for, for letting me be here. I'm just delighted. And so are we. Now, I, I, I purchased and read some of your book, Journey of a Prophet is a channeled book. Fantastic. Now, yeah, it's, it's an awesome book. <laughs> now, <laughs> how did, I mean, I bet people are wondering, how did this happen? Why not it happen to me? How did this opportunity come to you in regards to you being chosen to be a channel for this book? Oh, that's, that's a very interesting question, uh, Candace. <clears throat> as, as you mentioned in um, uh, the, what you said about me bringing me onto the show, I've known Yeshua since I was a child. He would uh, come to me and help me through some very dark and difficult times. My childhood was not easy. Mm -hmm. And um, I maintain that relationship, personal relationship with him throughout my life. Um, and what was different about the relationship that I uh, forged with Ye Yeshua 
than from some that I heard from other people I knew that had a relationship with Jesus, is that I could actually see him. I could actually hear him and have a conversation with him, whereas most people just feel him in their life, in their heart, uh, whatever their personal relationship with him was. It, mine was more visceral, if you will, and more flowing. Um, it just was the the way it's always been for me, and I didn't know him or life to be any different. Um, later in my life, he asked me several times if I would help him write a book about his human journey through life, but I was a, a frightened person in that respect. I didn't think that I could withstand whatever society would throw at me if I put a book out with uh, what looked to me to be heretical information, information that went against churches, uh, doctrine went against uh, much of what was in the Bible. And um, so I would turn him down. In fact, one day he asked me, and it was the, exactly the same day that Salman Rushdie had a fatwa put on his life for including um, the uh, Muhammad the prophet in him, one of his books. And it was like, it just cemented it for me. It was like, no, I, I can't do this issue. I'm sorry. I just can't do it. But life has a way of um, bringing things around to you. In 2010, I had an emergency surgery and I came through the surgery just fine, but I, I died in the recovery room. Wow. And I, I thought that was it. I, I thought life was over and I was going to stay on the other side. That was my very strong feeling. But the medical professionals revived me. And when, when I came back to this life, to this body, I just couldn't figure out why. I kept asking, why am I here? Why did I come back? What, what do I have left to do? Because I didn't want to be here anymore. Uh, the other side was just uh, very beckoning and very seductive, and I wanted to be there, not here. Mm. I just lay in the hospital room while I was recovering. I was listless. I didn't have any interest in what the doctors or nurses were saying or doing to me. I couldn't find a reason to care about this life. Wow. But then one day, Yeshua sitting next to me kind of leaned into my ear he said you think this might be a good time to help me write this book and I can't even begin to describe how that felt it wow. was like this big you know wow this mm. is it it was an immediate rush of, of acceptance I knew beyond a shadow of a doubt that this was my project and this is why I was back Right. You had something to do. I had something to do. Yes. Now, you refer to Jesus as Yeshua. Right? Yes. Now, I mean, in a predominantly Christian society, we always we hear Jesus. How did, how did he tell you, hey, my name is Yeshua? I mean, how did that happen? How did you know to call him Yeshua? Yeshua? Uh-huh. Well, <laughs> started when I was a kid. Ah. Um, I was maybe only five the first time I remember him sitting on my bed 
with me at night and calming my tears and my fears. Mm. And um, he told me his name was Yeshua. Now, at that age, I didn't quite understand the word Yeshua. I thought he said Joshua, which oh. of course it's the same name, Yeshua, Joshua. It's it's the same name, wow. just uh, pronounced differently. Mm-hmm. And he said other people called him Jesus, but that I could call him by his his uh, familiar name, which was Yeshua. And uh, Yeshua is actually what he was called in that lifetime. That's his Hebrew name. Mm. Jesus is a a name that came to us through the machinations of changes from this language to that language to mm-hmm. this other language over the years. Um, and I don't know the exact etymology of the name Jesus versus Yeshua, but he told me his name is Yeshua. Yeshua. That is amazing. You were so young and you were in contact with him. That's, were yeah. you were you afraid? No, not when not of him. Saw him ever. No, no. Um, I, it was um, his the the feeling that came from him was so mm. loving, so kind, mm. so uh, amazingly empathetic and compassionate that there it wouldn't be possible to be afraid of him. I don't I don't think I ever could ever would. I don't know who would be mm. afraid of of him if he actually came and sat next to you. Mm. There'd be an immediate melting of your heart into his. I, I can't imagine it being any other way. That's so beautiful. Now, um, going back to when you were a child and when you were visited by him, did you share it with anyone? And if so, how did they react? I mean, did you say, look, what happened to me? Um, the short answer is no uh, not at that time not when I was a child Mm. I I grew up in a house that was old world Italian Catholic Mm. so my grandmother um, worshipped in the same way that her ancestors had for hundreds of years Mm. her parents had come were immigrants from um, Italy Mm-hmm. And we lived just two blocks from one of the California missions. So the uh, the way that life was for us in our house was a little different than many modern um, Americans might might uh, experience because mm-hmm. in our house, as was the case for the old world. Our ancestors were part of our life. So it, it wasn't unheard of for, say, we're watching television and maybe my grandmother would pop up with, uh, to my father, Jay, Nona is standing behind you and she has something she wants to say to you. So it was prevalent. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So seeing people who were no longer living or didn't have bodies was not mm-hmm. unheard of. My mother has a, a very famous uh, story that she liked to tell when uh, she was still in, uh, in her earthly body. Of um, My sister was about three years old, and she was doing dishes at the kitchen sink. 
and Nona, who was uh, my great grandmother, appeared next to her, put her hand on my mother's shoulder, and said, "Where's Kathy?" Wow. And my mother said, "Gosh, I don't know." She looked out the window, didn't see Kathy in the yard, ran outside, and Kathy was sitting in the middle of the street. Oh. My mother ran and grabbed her out of the street just as a uh, a Mack truck came around the corner. Oh would my have, goodness! Would have smashed her. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So those kinds of experiences were common in my household. Mm -hmm. So I don't think I thought there was anything strange about someone who didn't have a body coming and sitting on my bed talking Mm -hmm. to me. (laughs) That's amazing. Well, that's good. I mean, because, you know, a a lot of, I mean, even, I mean, I grew up the same way with seeing with uh, a lot of that it was normal to the uh, spirits, you know, people who no longer were in their earthly bodies. Uh-huh. But I, with a lot of people that I've talked to on this show haven't had that uh, situation and then they were ostracized or they were told to be quiet uh, because their family did not, number one, didn't believe them and also thought it, if they told someone that um, it would, word would get out and they'd feel embarrassed or ashamed, called crazy, sure. all those sorts of things. So sure. it's always what a, nice. what a, right. What a rich upbringing you had. That's wonderful. No, thank you. Well, it wasn't all that great, but you know, I mean, that part was there. (laughs) (laughs) Now I did get that, but I didn't get it in the home. When I first started going to school, public Mm -hmm. school, Mm -hmm. then I learned very quickly, you don't talk about these Mm -hmm. things. You got to be quiet. It's unfortunate, but it's true. You don't want to be picked on or bullied or called all sorts of names. So that's, I mean, when I was a child too, I thought it was normal. I thought everyone was like me. So I uh-huh. went to school. I was so young. And then I went to school and I started sharing with everyone. And they said, you're crazy. You're a witch. And da, 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 da. And I learned fast. Keep my mouth closed at school. Keep it closed. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> now, now back to your book. I mean, we talked uh, about uh, Yeshua. I probably keep saying it wrong. But tell it us. doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> tell us what exactly. What exa- I mean, it's a thick book. So what exactly is it about? I mean, what, what is it about? As you might guess, um, from what Yeshua asked me, if I would uh, help him write a book about his life, mm-hmm. it is specifically about his first years on earth, wow. his human life. Wow. Um, the book is written in the first person, and mm. it reads like an epic adventure novel um, for for much of it. Mm. But it's not a novel. It's it's his life. It's <clears throat> channeled information from Yeshua. But what I did for Yeshua is a little bit different than just say taking verbatim channeled information and right. and putting it into a manuscript. Mm-hmm. I did what any good ghostwriter would do. Mm. I interviewed the subject matter expert. In this case, it was Yeshua, Jesus. Mm-hmm. I, I dove into his motivations, his emotions. I got him to talk about his fears, his joys, his recollections of people around him uh, and their motivations. And, of course, uh, he talked a lot about the astounding adventures that he had in wow. his life. And wow. then I got the privilege of word crafting. Uh, all of that information into a book that would read well and uh, be accepted uh, by the reader as, um, you know, easy to take in. 
So you actually had a um, a conversation with them, which is fantastic. Many, yes. I mean, and how long? I mean, was was it every every day? I mean, how long did it take you to uh, to trans? I guess transcribe to write down his uh, experiences, his talks. Well, beginning uh, beginning work on the book to when the book was found its first publication was five years. Wow. And uh, it didn't take uh, all that time to write. Of course, once you write these things down, then there's edits and edits and edits and trying to figure out what's the best way to say this versus that. The nice thing was uh, Yeshua was there to help me with 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 the whole process Mm -hmm. he was um he he we kind of worked it out in the beginning i said yeshua you are the last word on what is in the book Mm -hmm. i'm the last word on how that's presented and how Mm -hmm. that's said Mm -hmm. and for the most part we kept to that throughout the entire the entire uh time that we worked together on the book it's a very good arrangement yeah um now, why, why, why do you think, or did he tell you, why it was so important that his story be told? I mean, when there's the the Bible out there that people have been believed for you know thousands of years, despite sure. the fact that there are so many studies and and talks about that, it's not really accurate. Right. So, and, and I mean that upsets a lot of people in the Christian world. But hey. Um, so why 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 did he want you to write this? Why was it important for the story of his life to be told? Why do you think? Well, he's he's made that very clear to me and I believe he makes it clear uh in in the book. There are a few places in the book where he does talk about that very that very thing. Why is this information coming out now? And he says he's working on helping us bring our human experience to a new level. Mm. Uh, one where we're not subjugated spirits. Uh, instead, we're free, mm-hmm. free from fear, free from pain. This is where he wants humanity to go. And his teachings on how to attain this as a collective and as individuals, it's been thoroughly obscured and tainted over time by misinformation. Mm-hmm. So he wants to set the record straight and help more people find freedom, um, more people to find him as he really is, not as a golden boy standing on a pedestal with nothing to say to you, um, saving you from yourself when you don't even know who yourself is. Right. That's, you know, it's, it's very interesting that you say that because I, I, a lot of uh, messages, channeled messages, even from the various teachers and ascendant masters, really say the same thing. Yes. Is, is it's uh, that you know they want for the human human humanity to ascend uh, to yes. to to ascend ascend the 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 levels of existence absolutely find them find themselves uh, who they really are and i mean there are so many more people awakening these days so it, it's it's actually a, it's a good thing i mean we still have a long ways to go but at least we started somewhere well, yes, absolutely. <laughs> the human consciousness is growing by leaps and bounds. Yes, these it days. is. And um, yeah, go ahead. No, it's remarkable to, to witness too. Yeah, there's a there's a a couple of 
paragraphs toward the end of the book that uh, I'm going to, uh, if you don't mind, I'll yeah, please. I was going to ask you to share it, share as a glimpse of some of the life experiences, but go ahead. Yeah, actually, yeah. this is about the question we're just talking about. Why mm. is he bringing this information out? Mm. And uh, he says, nearly all people living on the planet at this time carry a partial string of my genetic code in their DNA. Mm -hmm. and there's a strong chance that you reading this book right now are one of those people. So when I say I'm with you, in you, I mean it literally. I'm in your life. I'm ready to join with your heart, and I'm literally in your genetic structure. You carry enough of my DNA to support a change in you that can, if activated, speed your growth toward higher consciousness. If enough people hear this call and activate this genetic code, you can collectively speed all of humanity past the spiritual subjugation to which humans still seem tied. Given that you're reading this book, there's a strong chance you already feel a call to step up your vibration and become more conscious. Mm -hmm. And part of that call is the desire of the DNA to activate. Mm -hmm. Anything I did in my lifetime, you can do. Anything I learned, you can learn. Anything I've worked for, you can realize. It has everything to do with intention and everything to do with choice. The blueprint for becoming the next level of human is already inside you. You merely need to answer the call with intention and turn it on. Amazing. And I just wanted to say I have such, what a synchronicity. I haven't gotten that far in the book, but uh -huh. hearing that just brought to mind a show that I was watching a couple of nights ago on Gaia that talked about the same thing about we do, we don't know all of our genetic code, and it was ta it talked about Jesus and extraterrestrials and the, the beginnings and what is in our what really is in our DNA that we need to that we need to activate to uncover, and I mean this what you said is a exact same thing that was on the show such a synchronicity oh, beautiful <laughs> <laughs> and it, and it's so wonderful to witness and see these synchronicity synchronicities and get this validation yes and and as we were just saying a few minutes ago the the consciousness is is with this is is opening is awakening and also ascending so all of that's happening and it's so and it's so amazing. I just got chills just with that. <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> me too. <laughs> now, <clears throat> is is um, yes, you're the only person you've channeled. Oh no, 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 no. Mm. Um, he's the main being that I that I channel that I talk to and mm. receive information and teachings from now. Mm. Uh, but over the years of uh, way back in the eighties, I used to channel several different beings. Mm. Uh, I don't even actually remember all of their names. Uh, a Dr. Peebles, uh, a man named Peter. Uh, but I kind of moved into channeling most often James, who is the brother mm -hmm. of Yeshua, the brother of Jesus. And he, uh, I trans-channeled him. And he came through and talked to many, many of my clients. Uh, it helped them a lot. And then one day, Yeshua came through for one of my clients. Wow. And that was the first time I 
publicly channeled him rather than just a, a little conversation in my head, you mm. know? Mm. And so that went on for, for several years, my trans channeling issue. Uh, but then I stopped trans channeling because I don't know if you know this, but, and it may not be true for all people, but at least my body was uh, not taking to trans channeling very well. The, mm -hmm. the change of vibration was so abrupt when I would trans channel someone in that um, it was taking a toll on my body. So I stopped trans channeling, yeah. but never stopped actually channeling him in my head and, you know, writing papers and, and helping people who were around me. Yeah, channeling, yeah, channeling both uh, regular channeling and trans channeling, it can definitely wipe you out, take a lot out of you. Yeah, um, there are many mediums who I converse with often who tell me they have to take breaks. They have yes. to take breaks because it, it, they get sick if they don't. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, it's very hard on the body. Oh, it is. I mean, your your whole your whole being changes yeah. when when you're uh, uh, channeling someone else's vibration. Yes, and and people don't know that. I mean, who don't practice, who don't uh, do this work, they don't understand that right. it. You they need a break. We need need a break. You need to relax, have a cup of tea, whatever, and get back your strength and wait a while. Absolutely, yes. And I was doing it uh, a lot. Mm -hmm. I was helping a lot of people, and mm -hmm. it uh, it was taking a toll on my body. I was not able to recover mm -hmm. and I was going into some illness cycles that I didn't want to perpetuate. Oh boy. Yeah. Now, does uh, Yeshua have any other plans uh, for you uh, to get his uh, messages out or his teachings or anything else? Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, great. Great. Uh, there's a lot of things in the works. There are Fantastic. more books. Wow. Um, there's coming out very soon. I'm I'm hoping within the next uh, four weeks, wow. uh, we're beginning a podcast, uh, a series called Yeshua Says, and wow. it'll, it'll, yeah, it'll be a little podcast, only about ten minutes in length. Uh, but each segment, we're going to ask Yeshua ten, uh, a question, mm. and uh, we'll get to hear his answer directly. Oh, I can't wait for that. <laughs> that's going to be keep us posted that's going to be awesome so since okay. we're talking about that um how can we how are we going to be updated and how are we going to um for our listeners know what you're know what you're up to or look more into uh the teachings well it's pretty easy to uh get information about what's going on with me or with yeshua in that respect there's two websites one is mine called uh, com, and I'll spell that. It's yes. K-A-A-R-I-N as in Nancy, mm -hmm. A-L-I, S as in Sam, A, com, mm -hmm. And there you can read, you know, when books come out, they'll be posted on the books page, mm -hmm. and you can always get in touch with me by using the contact form at that website. But there's also a website associated with a book called mm -hmm. journeyofaprofit.com. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. yeah, journeyofaprofit.com, uh, smushed together like it's all one word. <laughs> <laughs> 
And uh, you can learn more about the book. And there's a Tidbits blog, which I don't update very often, but every once in a while something will come to me uh, to put there. And so there's things going on there. You can sign up for a mailing list at journeyofaprofit.com. And they'll, uh, very soon there's going to be a little present that you can get for signing up for the mailing list. But I'll, um, I'm trying to decide. There's a couple of things I'm trying to decide to give people. So I won't say right now exactly what it is. Presents are always great. <laughs> Presents are great, yes. <laughs> and so uh, either of those websites, that, that uh, website also has a contact form that will, will, uh, you can email me. Mm. Well, Corinne, I mean, there is so much, we could talk all day, there's so much more information, wonderful things, uh, and to uncover just by reading your book and going to your website. So you're really giving, doing a great service to humanity with, your, with the work of Yeshua. So it's, I'm, I'm, I applaud you and I thank you. I'm truly grateful. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. There's just so much. Mm. Um, do, we, do we have a little more time? We certainly do. Go ahead. Oh, great. Um, one of the things I wanted to uh, talk about today was what really is different about his life versus what's in the Bible? Yes. Um, sort of give people a little idea of what, mm. what they might come across when they delve into the book. and. Uh, you know, before I talk about that, I, I really have to admit up front, I'm not, I'm not a biblical scholar. Mm -hmm. I don't profess to know everything that's in that book. I've, I've actually never read the entire Bible. So I've only read pieces here or mm -hmm. there. And, um, but still some of the things that are different between the Bible and this book mm. are glaring and they're obvious to any lay person, whether you've read the Bible or not, because we do hear stories as a society, oh, yeah. yep. whether we've read, read the book or not, right? Right, that is true. So, you know, there's a lot of differences, but also there's similarities. And in some ways, I find the similarities fascinating much much more so sometimes than the differences and when I began working with Yeshua on this book I I had a little bit of a prejudice mm -hmm. I was I thought the Bible was almost entirely not true that mm -hmm. there that I would find as we work together very little co coincident between the two accounts and that ended up shocking me in that that isn't as true as I thought it might be. Yes, there's big difference, but there really are some of the biblical accounts that are very close to Yeshua's life. Hmm. Um, such as when I asked Yeshua, was Mary really a virgin? Yeah, hmm. I expected <laughs> him to say, oh my goodness, no, you know, <laughs> Joseph was my biological father, but no. Mm -hmm. She really was a virgin. She was made pregnant by otherworldly intervention. Oh my gosh. And I don't want to like cut you off, but I heard that on the show that I was watching a couple of nights ago. Yeah. About, oh, no. about Mary. They, they had, they used the words uh, ETs, extra, extraterrestrials uh -huh. had, because they were more advanced than our society. And they, you know, it wasn't angels, it, you know, because angels also 
are are otherworldly. And they are the ones who planted the seed in her. That's absolutely correct. So the DNA can be passed passed on to the human race. So I'm sorry to interrupt you, but I'm just, I'm just astonished at the synchronicity. You never believe it until it actually keeps happening and happening. Happening and happening. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry to interrupt, but go ahead. Go ahead. (laughs) It's great. We're having a conversation. I love it. Yeah. (laughs) And I love the synchronicities. I live by them. Oh, yes. Yes. There are no coincidences. You know, everything, you know, it's synchronicity (laughs) for real. (laughs) So, I mean, the and when you say ETs, yes, this there's a there's a uh, character in the book who was in Yeshua's life, and and his name is Philar, and he was not human. Mm. And I, I hesitate to call him extraterrestrial, maybe extra dimensional. I right. over the word, years right. uh, these words, I'm not exactly sure what they mean. Right. I'm just not sure what they mean. So I hesitate to call him an extraterrestrial or an extra dimensional, but he certainly was not human. Right. That's, yeah, I like that better too. He was a geneticist. Oh. And he's the one that uh, made Mary pregnant. And uh, Yeshua met him when he was about seven or eight years old. Mm. Uh, Joseph introduced him to her, uh, introduced Yeshua to Philar. Uh, Joseph knew Philar because Philar was the one was instrumental in helping Joseph understand that he should be Mary's husband because uh-huh. Joseph didn't want to marry Mary. Mm-hmm. He, he didn't want to take on a family. He was an older man. He didn't want to take on another family. He didn't think it was right. And besides, um, he had been... This is not in this book, but it's in the, the next book that's coming out very shortly called Mary and Joseph, an Uncommon Couple. We'll learn a lot more about how Ooh. Mary and Joseph came together. And um, I'll be putting that book out probably this this quarter. I'm sure this quarter because it's done and ready to go. Oh, fantastic. I can't wait yeah. for that. <laughs> <laughs> um Anyway, Joseph had the job of keeping Mary safe Mm. because they knew Mary was going to be the vessel and uh, they needed to make sure that she was not uh, either defiled or killed Mm. because there were people who did not want Yeshua to be born. Mm -hmm. And um, so Joseph got to know her. She was very young. She was only 13 when she gave birth to Yeshua. Wow. And very, very young. That is young. Very young. And so Joseph had been uh, taking care of her for several years, making sure that she was safe. Uh, he had watcher rotations on her, you know, guards mm-hmm. day and night. And um, he, f- he felt like a father to her. So when they came to him and said, we want you to marry her, he was repugnant at the you know you're just like yeah. no right. she's like a daughter to me I, right. I you know I can't marry yeah. her That's ridiculous. Um, so there was a whole um, mishigash of of activity that had to happen to get uh, Joseph to change his mind so they really did they he so I mean I guess in the Bible if I remember if my memory is correct he was visited in the Bible, he said he was uh, Joseph was visited by an angel who told yes. him. So, and so it was really Fralard, right? Who, was in, it Fralard in, who visited yeah, him? 
in Mary and Joseph, in the book Mary and Joseph that, that'll be coming out soon, he's, uh, he's first, he's visited by Raphael, and, uh, the archangel Raphael, mm -hmm. and Joseph didn't believe him, and he said, well, maybe somebody else can come and, and you'll believe him, and that's when he met Falar. Mm. Yeah, I don't want to give away the book, talk. but that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so in Journey of a Prophet, hmm. um, Yeshua meets Falar when he's about seven or eight years old. I don't remember which now, but when he's just a boy. Hmm. And they he gets to know him over the years. He becomes a very good friend and helper. And um, Falar... Uh, had a team of people that were almost always watching Yeshua because I think a lot of people don't realize the political intrigue that was going on around the world at that time. There were large groups of people who did not want Yeshua to be born, mm -hmm. period. And he was stalked. Um, there were assassination attempts against his life over and over and over throughout his life. It was a very dangerous time. Mm -hmm. um, and so we, uh, there's three or four of those are outlined in the book. We certainly couldn't put all of them in. Some of the people who were my early readers uh, said, well, why didn't you put in this? And why didn't you put in this? I said, oh, my goodness. The book's already 500 pages long. <laughs> I just can't put everything in. <laughs> But we put in enough to make it clear that he right. was being stalked and he, uh, assassination was around the corner almost his entire life. So th there were other people who were aware of um, other, se maybe seers, I suppose, who were aware that uh, Yeshua was being born. Yes, absolutely. It was not a secret. Uh, among many uh, uh, many groups across the planet, um, the Bible talks about the three wise men. Mm -hmm. Well, there weren't just three wise men; there were people all over the planet that knew wow. he was coming in, wow. and um, he was he had been prophesized mm -hmm. uh, throughout uh, many thousands of years, mm -hmm. and we know that he was prophesized in the Torah, but he was also prophesized in other other uh, areas of the world where people studied other religions. And there was a, a being that Yeshua learned about in his teachings when he was very young called the great teacher who had come to earth 35,000 years before Yeshua was born and spread a lot of teachings around the world. Some of those teachings eventually got codified into the Vedic texts that we, we now have and can read. Um, but they were passed verbally for, for many, many years. And that being the great teacher, um, is the one that was prophesized to come back. And Yeshua is the, uh, that being coming back to earth. His soul is that being coming back to earth. Is it incarnation of that being? Yeah, incarnation of that being, yes. Wow. wow. That's, that's so, I mean, it's so deep. <laughs> so it deep. And, and, and I know it might cause such an, an uproar in the com Christian community. Have you had any flack? from people who don't believe what you're saying in not, your book? Not yet. Uh, surprisingly so, but I've had many um, uh, 
people of the church, pastors, mm. reverends, who have written me saying, oh my goodness, I'm turning my entire flock onto this book because right. it answers questions that we all have uh, that we can't find answers for mm -hmm. in the Bible. That's amazing. Yeah. That's amazing. I mean, with the, and, I, and I'd hope more uh, uh, leaders get turned on to the, to, uh, the truths in your book. I do. I do hope so. I do hope so. Um, I, I don't want to be arrogant. Uh, I don't want to say, look, this is the last word. Right. It's a word. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and it's one that um, uh, my readers have uh, overwhelmingly told me just uh, makes them feel like finally they have they have a footing of understanding Yeshua, and they have a way of grasping their relationship with Him that's much much deeper and much more intimate than they've been led to believe that they can have. Mm. Now, would you what would you like to what message would you like to leave our listeners with today? So, something that thought provoking that they could carry with them throughout the week, regards mm. to your writing. Mm. Tough oh, question, a probably. Question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Yeshua's teachings, of course, are highlighted in this book, but more so his life than mm. his teachings. He didn't want it to be overly filled with his teachings, but they are in there. Uh, in fact, uh, I'll mention before I, I say this other thing that uh, there's more than 200 direct quotes from wow. Yeshua and from James and from his wife Miriam mm -hmm. and uh, others in the book that are direct quotes uh, about his teaching or uh, about him as a person. And so those teachings are scattered throughout the book. Then there's also some things called gathering talks which are him talking directly to the audience as if they were in uh galilee or judea sitting and listening to him talk out in the wow. countryside so there's there's the three or four of those in the book too so his teachings are in there but one of the things i want to leave, leave people with is that if you were to synthesize his teachings down to just a, one little nut one little nut he says be love mm. give love mm. receive love i love it that that is the essence of life and when you mm. learn that and you do mm -hmm. all three mm -hmm. you will be invincible you will be able to do anything you want to accomplish in this life you'll be able to accomplish you'll leave one of those three things out and you will live a life of pain so that's be love, give love, give love, receive, love. receive love. That's beautiful. So again, thank you, Karen, for being Karen for being on our show today. Oh, thank well, you, I thought Thursday, and I and I just like you know for you to repeat all your contact website information for our sure. listeners, so we can keep abreast of what's going on. Sure. Uh, you can get a hold of me through the contact pages at, at one of two websites. One is CorinneAlyssa.com. That's K-A-A-R-I-N-A-L-I-S, as in Sam A, dot com. Journey of a Prophet, same name as the book, JourneyofAProphet.com. Thank you so much. It was such a pleasure having you on the show today.
That was a delight, Candace. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Well, that's all the time we have for today. As always, you can visit www.awakenedpathonline.com. Again, that's www.awakenedpathonline.com. For show updates, courses, workshops, events, resources, and more. I'm Reverend Dr. Candace Nadine Green, and thank you for listening to Awakened Path Radio. Namaste and blessed be.